Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Fat Tuesday's behind us. Ash Wednesday's behind us. <laughs> and we are directly smack dab in the middle of Hanson Thursday. We are! All right! Steph here. Hi, Steph Hanson. Hi, Rocco Bonello. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I thought about you actually, oh. Rocco, because I had a dance party last Saturday okay. night alone I at my house. I get this a lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, two prints. Oh, really? Oh, nice. But... I actually, I, I was looking for Prince. I was actually dancing to The Suburbs Love is the Law. And I thought... Which would be the theme song. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it was the kind of the Valentine's Day marriage yep. amendment song. So I was dancing to that. And Kurt was just giving me side eye. Yes. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I really need some Prince. But we don't have any Prince records. Which I found... My Bad. sister... For Christmas, my sister gave me her record collection. I don't know if you heard that. No. She did. And... It's kind of funny because she was four years older than me, and I always thought she was the bee's knees until I decided that she wasn't the bee's knees. And I was it the record collection that that sealed well, the deal. Well, I would sort of steal records I liked sure. and play them on my Fisher Price. Uh-huh. Oh gosh! <laughs> so one of the records I got was Fleetwood Mac Rumors with oh. the sticker on it that said Stephanie's record, but the record was of course gone because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sure I'd ruined it by then. And Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell, oh, yeah. also ruined. Um, but it was really nice that she gave me. So I've been getting through the record collection, and I was like, I can't believe I don't have a Prince record. So I ordered a couple of Prince records. And why I thought of you, Rocco, I don't know, but I That's did. That's fine. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like probably the biggest Prince fan on the station. Yeah, and probably. Laurie, and the so, Lori's probably the second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have even, I don't have records, but I have Prince CDs. I do have the CDs, too. Yeah, but you I don't guys, have the records. I have an original Music Man record. Which that's one of Kurt's favorite movies. It turns out. Oh, no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, just in time because it's coming trombones to the chance. It is a marching band. It, it, Seventy-six trombones right. in the band. And you can buy tickets for that right now because that's going to start up. I think in what July. July I want to say. Is yeah, it going to be one of our first fun. live theater experiences I, I think it to is. come back? The Chan is selling tickets later in our show. We're going to have Joanne um, Parker with us, and Joanne. she's at the Chan this weekend. Great. And the Chan is open. You know, they've been real successful. They're at 25% capacity and put in new filter systems mm-hmm. and have done all this work. And it's been working there. And people have had great experiences. So that is kind of an opportunity to get out of our homes. Um, well, thanks for sitting in today. Yes. Um, Brittany. Um, she was funny. She wore us out. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, told her to take the rest of the week off. She is funny. She makes. She's something. She's yeah, something she if is. you're listening, little one, who's like six feet taller than me. Um, okay, so I, I have to share my devastation and it's it's only half hearted because well, no, it is devastation. So, half hearted devastation. I, well that's a 
whole other story for another day, and we can't talk about it on the air. But this is the thing. The Australian Open's been going on, and they are in a whole different time zone than us and a day ahead from us. And so and haven't had, they actually had leadership during COVID. So things are open. Things are open, but they just got the fans back in the stands for the first time after five days shutdown um, yesterday. And so the big, big, big matches what the big match was Serena Williams against Naomi Osaka and Naomi Osaka has beat Serena Williams in um, quarterfinals, semifinals and finals since 2017 really since she came you know Mm -hmm. came into being um a a top tennis player but serena williams had been playing so 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 good and i was so excited for her and i wanted her to beat naomi because she's the goat you know she's Mm -hmm. 39 i just she was so fit but here's a little audio about what she's accomplished and then something weird happened after the match Serena Williams, tennis's most dominant star for nearly two decades, was unable to hold off. Losing to Naomi Osaka overnight at the Australian Open. The young star representing Japan, cruising to victory. I had so many opportunities and um, yeah, so it was just, I don't know, yeah, it was just, just made too many mistakes there and easy mistakes. But it was this emotional moment from Williams after the loss that surprised many, pausing to wave to the cheering crowds before walking off the court to a standing ovation. I think with that little move we saw from Serena just now, Mm -hmm. that might be the last time we see her here. Afterwards, she was asked about the moment. You were almost saying farewell. Um... (laughs) I don't know if I if I ever say farewell, I wouldn't tell anyone. So, and later, Serena's smile fading. Cool that. It was just one of those bad days at the office. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm I'm done. It was, and so she got up and left the press conference. And when she was, she really missed easy shots for her, but she had gone so hard. You have to win seven intense, intense matches to get to the final, you know? And so she had played so good. I thought for sure, for sure, for sure, she would beat her or at least take it to three sets. And um, Naomi is, when she was a kid, she watched the Williams sisters and and Naomi's sister plays tennis too. And so she was always so intimidated by her. And we saw kind of Serena at the outbreak at the U.S. Open in 2018 when Naomi beat her. And Naomi was, it was such an emotional match and everything. It was very sad to watch because I feel like she is one of the, she is the best female athlete we've ever known in our time. Um, she's amazing. She's a good person. She does good things. And I just, my heart broke for her. So she's won 23 titles and she's trying to catch Margaret Court's 20. She's won 24 titles. But when Margaret Court was playing, of course, there wasn't the level of competition and everything. And that was back in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Sure. You know what I mean? So anyway, it just, it was heartbreaking. Do you think she's done? No. I hope not. She's too fit. She works too hard. How can you... Maybe this is her last Australian Open. Maybe she'll play on better, softer surfaces or something. I don't know, but I, I would be so heartbroken. I don't know. It's always I always have feelings about people like Tom Brady or Serena Williams or Brett Favre, Nadal, uh, Rafael Nadal, also Tiger Woods. You know these people that are just champions of their sport, phenomenal athletes, 
And then when it's time to be done, do you know when it's time to be done? Do you ride it out too long? More than likely, people go too long. Um, it's just, it's very interesting to see the trajectory. And also with maturity, I think, comes wisdom in the sport. Mm-hmm. We saw that with Tom Brady just over the Super Bowl. I just was watching a 60 Minutes about Simone Biles. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really hope we get to see her yeah, at a, in the Olympics this mm-hmm. summer, which is yeah, 50-50. Yep. It's just, it's real interesting. And Serena Williams has accomplished, and Venus too, they've accomplished so much in their sport and as humans and humanitarians. It's, I hope it's not the last we see of her, but she really seemed gutted. Oh, it made me, it just broke my heart because she was so good two days ago against um, Halep, who was number two. And I'm just going to say in her defense, she was in the tougher draw. You know, they split it up. Her draw, she played every single hard player. I mean, it was amazing. And that these two weren't in the finals. They should have been in separate draws. But anyway, anywho, there's our tennis news. But she was just, it made me cry. Yeah, she's she's a champion, though, she's no question. She's 39 years old, but tennis singles is so hardcore on the body and on those hard surfaces and the stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. That was watching the Simone Biles thing where... You know, she's old for a gymnast. I think she's 27. Right. Is she that old? And listen to that. That does sound old for a gymnast. Yeah, for a gymnast. And like the whole time we were watching the interview, they were massaging her legs, had a TENS unit on her. Like, you're, do you remember the gym or the swimmer that was in the Olympics that was, um, like eight hours of her training wasn't training? It was body care. Oh, no. But it's kind of like this. Yeah. Nutty. Yeah. Nutty. I, I just, it was just heartbreaking. But anyway, we've got a new American, Jennifer Brady, um, who actually went to college and played college tennis, which is unusual. She's going to be playing against Naomi Osaki in two days. So that's going to happen. We got to go because when we come back, we've got Matt Belanger giving us all the updates. So we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071. Hang on a sec. Let me get Matt in here. It's that time of the week. Time for. It's Matt Belanger. Belanger, Belanger. Is that it? It's Matt Belanger. No. Belanger. Want to try again? It's Matt Belanger. Juliet, that's not even how you pronounce Bazinga. It's, it's Matt Belanger. Don't listen to them. It's Matt Belanger. It's Matt Belanger. Belanger, Belanger. It's Matt Belanger. Oh, you know who you are, Maddie B. Is Matt here? Hi, I'm here. Hello, Hi. my talk family. How are we doing? Hi, darling. How are you? Hi. You know, it's so great. I love that song. I, I really appreciate <laughs> the fact that you put that together because they say all press is good press, right? And the fact that you two could could never say my name has just boosted my standing here. So it's, I'm, I'm you're just here. <laughs> okay, well, last week you have been keeping us up to date. It's Matt Belanger from um, Channel 5 KSTP News at 11 o'clock in the morning and then kind of all the time, too. Um, <laughs> That's <about> right. <laughs> You're around the clock. Um, you have been keeping us abreast of your first time trying to get into buying a home in the Twin Cities market. How's it going this week? Yes, um, it's good. We have a showing tonight. Oh, you do. And so right. we're going to go check out a home later today. And I don't want to say too much about it Mm-mm. because I don't want to spoil things, but I'm feeling pretty good. But, but here's the thing. We have this showing lined up, 
And then, you know, uh, Thursdays are usually the day that houses drop on the market or people like to put them up so that you can get like an open house or showings over the weekend and get offers and be done okay. with it. Um, so like this other now even better house dropped on the market oh, here no. like an hour ago. And oh, so now no. I'm like, well, well, maybe we should just shift gears. So it is just like I said, I've compared this housing market to the Hunger Games. And a lot of people have agreed with me because it's just madness out there. Um, but the interest rates are really low. Yeah, so they if are. you're in the market, you can walk in and uh, and be good to go. Also, before I go, I want to talk about Music Man at Chanhassen. Oh, wait, wait, uh, we, because yeah, I I saw it before oh. like it got shut down. Okay, and Kyle and I went and saw it, and so just stay tuned. I want to talk about that. But, so remind me when I have to, so I don't run out of time. Well, just tell um, us but about I want to get right now. Yeah. Well, let's do COVID first. Right, let's get fine. the hard stuff out of the way. All right, fine. Um, I'll start big picture Washington and come down to Minnesota okay. and local. Starting in D.C., uh, President Joe Biden has uh, clarified things and kind of reaffirmed his position. The timeline got pushed back, but he now is saying that all Americans who want a COVID-19 vaccine should be able to get one by July, by the summertime. So the, everyone's always curious about the timelines. And so the only reason I repeat that here today is just if you haven't heard that's the latest. Now, we all know it's that there so are moving. moving targets. Yeah, it's moving targets. The goalposts are moving all over the place. Right. But that's what's being said now. You might want to know that. Also new, House Democrats in Congress are uh, planning to uh, reportedly just push through President Biden's COVID-19 relief bill. There's been a lot of talk about the size of that. It's almost $2 trillion. Part of that is the uh, $1,400 checks for a lot of Americans who could probably use the help right now. Right. There's money in there for state and local governments that are being stretched in, all kinds of things. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats indicating they're just going to start to push it through, and they're preparing for that fight with Republicans who have said that they would like to see uh, a, a relief bill with a smaller price tag. But the question then becomes, what do you cut out? Uh, but that's where things stand in Washington, so stay tuned. Here at home in Minnesota, big news this week, Governor Tim Walz uh, was talking a lot about schools and has said that starting Monday, so next week, uh, middle and high school students now kind of have their the way cleared for them to start to return to in-person learning in class. Oh, thank goodness. Um, and that's, that's a big thing. I mean, this affects countless families across the area. Yeah. Uh, so many parents just been juggling this for months and months and months. Um, and so the governor also indicating another important date, March 8th, every school district across Minnesota should have at least some portion of uh, classes to be in-person learning by that point, so early March, which isn't that far away when you really think about it. So uh, they're really trying to ramp up getting kids back into the classroom where they acknowledge that's where the best learning occurs. Yeah. You know, teachers have been Bless our teachers. They have just been working so hard to try to make this work with distance learning, but with all the variables and all the possible distractions. I mean, I, I think everyone is, everyone is looking forward to getting back into the classroom for sure. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals.
Head to Factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at Factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Um, also new today, if you didn't hear, Minnesota has launched a, uh, what it's calling a vaccine connector. Julia, I thought of you immediately because <laughs> every time I come on the radio, you say, well, when do I get mine? Or what, you know, how do I know if I'm oh, next to the list? I don't do that at all. <laughs> well, you're interested. Like a lot of Who people isn't? are interested, you know, exactly. So yeah. here, they have a website now where uh, everyone, even if you're not a teacher or a frontline healthcare worker or 65 or older, you can right now today go on to that vaccine connector website through this, uh, through the state. You can get there easy looking for featured on five at ksdp.com and i'm sure the my talk crew is going to put a link to this too uh on the covid19 minnesota page and if you look for vaccine connector you go in there you can kind of log in and it makes a record that hey i want this vaccine and it'll just remember that and when it's open for your grouping you know whatever category you fall into it'll reach out to you and alert you at that time and let you know how you can get connected to a vaccine so that's really um Exciting information for Minnesotans who've been wanting to be able to do something and take action on this. Uh, A quick footnote about that. If you're 65 or older and you're already in the lottery because you did that thing a couple weeks ago where you called and got you know, got into the lottery system, you don't have to do this new online thing. Oh, you don't. Okay, that's nice to know. You do not. So don't, yeah, do not have to do it again if you're already in the lottery. But if you haven't signed up, this is an option for you to feel like you're, you know, being proactive and kind of get on the list and they'll contact you. So there you go. I'm on your website, KSTP.com featured on five. And there's the, there's the link Minnesota vaccine. It's pretty easy. I did it before the show. Yep. All right. Oh, you did. I did. Mad at Stephanie. Sorry. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I did it before I came on the air. I heard about it earlier this morning. I'm trying to get a vaccine (laughs) signed up. I'm signing up everywhere I can. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people have been waiting for that um, invitation to do something, to feel like they're taking a step, even though, you know, if you're under 65, you're you're later down in the process. But I think this is a, a nice way for people to kind of get on the record and take that first step forward. All right, Let's awesome. talk about the music, man. <laughs> man. So I actually saw the show um, before they shut it down because of the pandemic, and it was phenomenal. I love I love the Music Man. Um, oh yeah, it's my I husband's mean, favorite movie. in River City. Let me tell you, and I think that the performance was so well done. And what I love about Chanhassen is that they involve the crowd a lot. Um, and the ice cream, boozy beverages are also like high on my list. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but I can't I can't wait till it starts up again because I just think they did a phenomenal phenomenal job with that. And I felt so bad that everything had to get shut down. But so you're excited about it. I know it's going to it's going to happen again. It's kind of exciting that you can kind of put something on your calendar. But the thing with the vaccines, when we hear we're all going to have access to it was April. Then it was Christmas. Now it's July. I feel like everything changes at all times. And I just hope it's going to be better than everything that we hear. 
You know what I mean? I agree. I, I think I think it has been a little bit of a moving goalpost, but hey, the best thing I can do is keep you all up to date. I so love it, Matt. And good luck with house number one and new house number one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, honey. Take care. Bye. All right, you're listening to uh, Lori and Julie. This is My Talk 1071. We're going to take a really, really quick break and we'll be right back. This beautiful voice you're hearing is our guest, Joanne Parker. Hi, Joanne Parker. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing fine. I'm just busy. That's all. (laughs) Well, that's all right. You sound lovely on the radio. Thank you. Now, that is off of, uh, you had a beautiful write-up um, by John Bream, I think, this past weekend. But we um, know that you're going to be at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater this Sunday doing a 90-minute Patsy Cline performance. And we just kind of heard a little bit of how beautiful your voice is. And I just want to let people know that tickets are available. It's a Sunday show. They're doing it at showtimes that are um, Julia friendly. There's a five o'clock and a seven o'clock. <laughs> and I just want people to know that they're really taking all the precautions to make sure people are safe and how it would just be so nice to get out of your home and go and see live music. Have you been performing very much like at the Chan or uh, anything, Joanne? Well, not for a little while, of course. Yes. Um, this is our, this is our first real weekend back. Oh, really? Okay. I had okay. a couple other shows. Yeah, I had a couple other things I did with Nick Sterling last weekend, but this is the first weekend with the band. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, but before we were really busy. Right. How <laughs> just, ex- how excited? What are you What are you feeling thinking about getting back there with your band? And you Well, know? of course, we love performing. I mean, performing is what you want to do. I mean, right. you know, make, making records is fun and all that, but um, at least for me. Some people love, love um, just recording and that's great too i like recording but for me really it is seeing people's faces and um just getting that energy back from the crowd it's so much different than live streaming or anything so i'm really looking forward to it you know i i believe you because there is there is something about it now when you grew up were you always i you know read your bio and you've obviously a singer guitarist pianist you you do everything um, has was music just always in your family? We were talking earlier about albums, and did you have like something that you'd always listen to, or was your family real musical? Well, my mom was a music director at a church, and she just always expected me to do music. So I, I did have it around me a lot. I started singing when I was two. I think that was the first time I ever sang in church, and then I started piano lessons real early at four. Uh, so it just was always part of my life. I don't remember ever not having it just be part of who I am. So, and then I had an uncle who I was real close with, who was just albums and albums and albums of different kinds of music. So it was just always around me. He bought me my first radio when I was real small. So, um, it was just, it was just always there and always part of who I was. Oh, I absolutely love that. Our music was always in my life, and I know Stephanie's in Morocco, but I can't sing. So you were lucky that you could sing <laughs> while you're having it always in your life. If you're just joining us, and I want to apologize, it's Joy Ann, and I've been calling you Joe Ann instead of Joy Ann. What a pretty name, Joy Ann Parker. Um, is Patsy Klein someone that you've just kind of felt like she's just in your wheelhouse, or how did that start? Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good description. Um, we it's a little bit three years ago on the twenty fourth actually that we started doing this show, and it was just kind of uh, I think we would like to try 
doing this, and we thought we'd do it a couple times, and then it just took off. But the, my real attraction to Pathy didn't happen until uh, probably, you know, about seven years ago or so, I, when I really started digging into music. And at first it was blues, because that's what I was doing, but then I got, you know, if you go into blues, you find a lot of different things, and you find classic country as well. And so uh, I really started digging into Patsy, and we have a lot of things in common. Of course, our, our voices are, are in a similar range, so, you know, I knew I could sing it well. And But she also was a mom and a touring musician, and she was just really a force of nature. Uh, and as far as, like, you know, trailblazing opportunities for women in the, in the music industry and things, and I thought, I really like her. I think I have a lot in common with her, and I think I could nail this show. And then also I loved her story, uh, and I loved telling the story, which is part of what I do. So it was just it was just a really, just something fun we thought we'd do a few times, but then it turned into this. This juggernaut that we're—it's just been really fun. Patsy Klein gave Eltos hope. You know what I mean? Because yes, <laughs> she's—I'm a—I'm a low range right. singer, and it just makes you feel. Her voice was so nuanced and so beautiful, and it was low, and I loved that because I'm low, and I was like, oh, it's finally a song I can sing. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Oh, I know. All right. So if people can't come hear you this Sunday at the Chan, and if you guys want tickets, good seats are still available. Just go to Chan Hassan DT Dinner Theater. That, um, I think it's dot com or is it dot org? It's yeah. something you'll figure it out. But I mean, it's really, I just want to give a shout out again. We love the Chan. We like, want to support our local theaters and communities and music play, venues. And, um, they cap the capacity at 25%. And they also, in the big room. it's yeah. a big, big room. huge room. And they have a, you're yes. having a five o'clock show and a seven o'clock show. And the show is a five o'clock dinner. So yeah. I don't want to butt in. Oh, it's five o'clock thank dinner you. and it's seven o'clock show. Yeah. Thank you. Because <laughs> I was wondering how to get in 90 minutes between five and seven. So thanks for pointing that out, Joanne. Sure. And it's $40 for show only. And if you want to add on the food, which is always amazing at the channel, it's just $18 per person. So that would just be a really fun a fun night out. Do you have, um, can you tell people how they can get your album though? Because I know that you have, you know, the album Out of the Dark. John Bream just, you know, loved it. How do people get that? You can get everything you need to know, everything you need to buy at joyannparker.com. So um, Joanne Parker is a nice lady in Wisconsin who makes quilts. So we don't want to, if you want a quilt, you can go find her. But Joy. <laughs> I thought we were talking to the quilt lady. <laughs> Joy Ann, J-O-Y-A-N-N. Yes, yes, Parker.com. And everything is available right there for you. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on our show and best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, um, you know, there's another show at the Chan on Sunday, on Saturday, Friday and Saturday. I think, um, you know, they have great stuff. I think Crooners and um, Chan Hassan. And yeah, isn't Aaron Schwab Cafe. back at Crooners yes, with there, Jay Fuchs? Yeah, there's a mm -hmm. lot of go things going on and it. people are enjoying it. So I hope people get out and see Joy Ann Parker. She's lovely. Her voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Because you and I like to belt them out. We do, but we're, we're both. But you have a way better voice, voice than I do, Stephanie. I'm low, I mean, but low, it, but, low, low. But at least you can hang in there. I mean, Lori and I can't even hang in there for a second. That's true. I know, and Rocco knows now. He works with us. You've known it for years. I do. I used to make you sing stuff all the time, like for the top five at five. <laughs> I know. 
Like, hey, these are all the five acts at the state fair. We haven't done that in a Let's long sing. time. We, to, we missed the top five. If I Rocco didn't want to do anymore. And where is Vacation work. Lori? Lori oh and God. Julia, where vacation are Vacation Lori. I know it. Okay, so there is a little update. There was a tiger shark <gasps> in the water, and everyone had to get out of the ocean today. That's your Hawaii update. Oh, oh. boy. Mm-hmm. I'm real anxious to hear how she's doing when she gets back. Well, that'll take up a few segments uh, when she returns. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all uh-huh. fodder for the show. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen a shark when you've been in the water? Yes. We saw little ones. Remember when we went with we you did. guys? We did, yes, with the boys. Yes. yes, we saw little ones. We cataraned in um, St. Bart's. St. Bart's, St. Martin. <laughs> oh, God, that was so much we fun. We did have a great trip. Ashante, we had so much fun, Rocco, with our I kids. Oh, My boys fun. think it was the worst vacation ever. You could would just leave us on the boat every night and go into town and have fun and drink. <laughs> we would. <laughs> We'd be like, here's some macaroni and cheese. They're Don't fall in. They're fifth and sixth grade. I know. You know? They're fine. I know you probably watched a lot of Gilligan's Island, but just stay on this boat overnight. You're going to be fine. Oh, You're that's so funny. You're going to be fine. And I'll, and I'll, I never... We'll forget when we went to the naked beach oasis or something. Yeah. The um, and St. Martin. Clothing optional. Yes. Yep. And everybody has the yellow banana hammocks on. Yeah. And and we literally, Rocco, um, first of all, to get out of the Tinder, or is that what we call them? What the dinghy. Call, the dinghy, the little boats. <laughs> What's a Tinder? Is that a That's um, the on a cruise ship, the little boat. Same <laughs> kind of it? idea. Wow. But we would have to go into these crashing waves. And usually it would knock out one of us. I mean, it I, was always you. It was you me. could never get into the dinghy I could without never an injury. Get into the dinghy because I'm so short. Yes, I know. And we'd be out in the water trying to get in this smooth thing, and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> we would just be hauling her up by her armpits <laughs> to get her into the boat. That and was so one many of bruises. My favorite trips of my life, though. Yeah, it was that super fun. Was so. Fun. We had so much fun you sailing. You kind of skipped over the naked beach. Uh, oh, there's there. nothing to say. But just I the kids is, were yeah, like, oh. Kid, I was too. I was just like, I couldn't believe and, how people like to just flay their legs wide. And you know and, who's at a naked beach, friends? People that. People that you don't really want to see naked. Right. Although my favorite was in Spain. Kurt and I were sitting at a naked beach and not naked, but in front of us was a like 14 year old girl and her parents. They were all naked. Yes. Oh, that was And so I awkward. just could tell she was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I always want to do the naked beach thing because I have weird fake breasts and I don't have nipples because I had a mastectomy 10 years ago, almost to the day. Congratulations. Yeah. And so Kurt's free. always like, you know, no, why? And I was like, no, nobody needs to see that. I don't want to scare the children. Oh gosh, that's funny. But you could. I could because it's totally just, they're right. not real. But they, they're up high. They are they up high. Good. I will they lay in my casket at 80 years old, hopefully <laughs> with and they will still very see. high breasts. Very high breasts. Right? Is it always a no nipple uh, procedure? Is that how that works? Well, yeah. And then some people get, get them tattooed, tattooed. on. Ah. There are, there's advances in plastic surgery all the time. I actually think they can do it now for some people and it's called nipple sparing where they can keep your nipple. Keep your nipple, would mm-hmm. it, but, but not, you wouldn't have the feeling, you would just have the look. Potentially, right? Potentially, yeah. There's a lot of stuff wow. they can do. Wow, I know that's cool. I have to decide if I'm going to go flat because it's been ten years, and I don't know how long you can have the implants. They say at ten years you should consider you should, doing something. Don't go flat. I thought you just said two seconds ago you were looking forward to being in your castle. Well, but Thank it's you. like I go back and forth. 
I go I, back and forth. You look good with brass. <laughs> you know why? Here's the. I'm so vain, and Julia will appreciate this. Mm-hmm, I will. If I don't have breasts, my sh- a shirt will ride on what? Your hips. Your stomach. Yeah, your stomach and your. Hips. I will look like I have a fat stomach all yes, the time because I won't have breasts to hold my clothing out. Yep, so that reason alone is go. probably enough to get me to keep them and get them redone. <laughs> And it's so embarrassing that I'm that vain, but I am, just in case you were wondering. I would be that vain, too. No, but I know I have a good friend who had breast cancer and had her breasts redone recently because they also have a different procedure. Oh, I saw her breasts. Remember how good they were? Yeah, because... She showed them to me. They put the implant on... Under the muscle or over the muscle or whichever. It's under my pectoral muscle, which makes it look weird. Right, but now they do it over. Yes. So hers look gorgeous. I know I mean, they do. Not? Why not? Okay, enough breast That's talk. That's enough breast talk. It's, it's, we Is always it? get into trouble. When Anyone we're... can reach out to me if they're crying. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. Us in this bridge and have questions. I will say that. A lot of people over the years are like, oh, this is what's happening to me. I'm like, call me up. I'm fine. I'll talk to you. I love it. That's really generous. So when we come back, we're going to, you're going to give us the update on some food stuff. I am. Some food. We're going to talk some food. All right. We're right back. I'm like, oh my God, is it Saturday? No, we've Don't got adjust one, your calendar. We've, we've got one half of the weekly dish here. We're just yapping away. I didn't even recognize Stephanie's that here. was our show song. <laughs> one of the what? Stephanie's is here. So give us, a, give us the state of the food. Oh, boy. There was some sad news today. Oh, oh I know. What closed? Uh, Birch Steak in Uptown. Isaac <gasps> Becker's restaurant with his wife, Nancy. I never have been there. Oh, boy. Was that a missed opportunity for you? Was that you? the one where it's pizza downstairs and yes. steak upstairs? Yes, and the pizza yeah, downstairs ones, yeah. is closed oh, as well. No. So they own Bar La Grassa, 112 Eatery, Birch Steak. Um, they had a place that they had just opened before the pandemic called Snack Shop that was right across the hall from Bar La Grassa. And everybody's really been wondering what is going on with their restaurants. Didn't, and did all of them close or just one location? All of them closed <gasps> during the initial closing, okay. which was March 17th, sure. approximately last year. And then, you know, some people were open again. Some people open at 25%, takeout only, like it's been a year, right? Yeah, it has. And where we're at today is that people can be open at 50% capacity, mm-hmm. up to a total of 250 indoors and 250 outdoors. Okay. And many people have done pivots with offerings pantries and in in dining um dining out 
what is that called? Takeout. Thank you. Um, I'm like, what is dining out called? I Takeout. Was is there a new word in dining? Yeah, no, dining no, out? no, no. Just, I'm like, is that know. the igloo that they put up in the middle of the, the There's restaurant? There's those two to reserve the igloos. Right. Which I don't want to disparage anyone from sitting in an igloo, but please that don't sit so in cold. an igloo. There's so much condensation that happens in there. Ugh. All right. Okay. Past that part. They decided that because the size of the room that they didn't feel like they could safely open, they didn't feel like it was a good financial model for them. Mm-hmm. And that building in Uptown on that corner has was been a pharmacy, a pharmacy yes. for years. It's a very historic yep. building, a historic place. It's a great spot for something. So that will not ever open again. The further news, and this is the Stephanie March's scoop that I'll tell you because she published it earlier today is that they are going to try to get uh, Bar La Grassa open. They t- haven't mentioned 112 Eatery yet, but I think the plan is to, yeah, to try to get some of their other spots open. Right. Eventually. Okay. So, oh. yeah. Well, you know, we were talking with Matt Belanger earlier about the big bill, the big relief bill. Is there a restaurant component in that bill? There is. And a lot of these restaurants have gotten their PPP, um, PPP money. But you have to keep employees. Yeah, there's some. Rule. And they've used it for employees. Yep. And it's kept a lot of them going. Right. There's been just a whole host of stuff that has been happening. You know, you have the racial equity issues. You have just equity in some of these people not even making a living wage, really. Right. And you're working, you know, 70-hour weeks. The restaurant industry has been really on the front lines of a lot of these systemic issues and changes that we're seeing. Right. And so it's been a really interesting industry to cover. Uh-huh. There's been a lot of talk about mental health in the industry. You know, you and I both have worked in restaurants and it was there's there's career restaurateurs and hospitalitarians. Yep, mm-hmm. And then there's some of us that used it as a catch all between work. It was great flexibility. It's my retirement plan. I want them, uh, you know, and I feel yeah, bad it's funny that you I say want that, other people's Julia. jobs. Yeah. I always want to work. I want to work the breakfast Stuff. Yeah, and I always liked. Um, I was a great cocktail waitress, and I always thought, "Oh, that was such a great you job." You and I waited. Ta- we waited tables everywhere in town, Rock. I waited tables a long time. Yeah, too. you did too. So it's kind of like it's really sad. Is there? Is there? Ho- I mean, do you feel hopeful in any? Part I do. Of it? I do. I'll tell you a couple things that feel hopeful to me. Um, Anne Ahmed is opening a new restaurant called Spice Market. Okay. And she has lap 14 and she's got another restaurant in Brooklyn Center, but I'm not going to remember the name of it. Okay. What is interesting to me is some of what we're seeing in the immigrant uh, story. And yes. I will specifically speak to, so I work on the Stone Arch Bridge Festival. Right. And we're starting to program a culinary market for Stone Arch Festival weekend that happens Father's Day. And normally I have about 30 to 35 vendors that come out and sell their packaged goods like jams and jellies and sure. that sort of thing. This year, we are, our applications are out there, and so many of our applications are from products that are immigrant or women-owned businesses, and businesses that I had not heard of before, like new products that are coming to market. So I feel like the pandemic has bubbled up a lot of cottage industry and a lot of new products and new makers that we'll start to see. Mm -hmm. I also think that people are just dying to get out. Oh, I mean, people have stayed home a long time and they're getting sick of their families, mm-hmm. sick of their cooking at home every night. I cook a lot. And so for me, really? it's kind of fun. I'm just teasing you. I'm no, like, but my sister's like, you cook all the time. And my sister's like, three meals a day 
for seven days a week for a year. And she's like, and I'm a terrible cook. I can't stand it. I believe it. Yeah, she's just going crazy trying to keep up with what the kids want to eat. And poor parents. Parents really got the shaft in this pandemic. They really did. I know if you had kids at home oh, and I don't know trying to maintain your own job. And- I just want to say, give another shout out for what the um, all the free COVID testing sites that we have around the Twin Cities area. And I've been doing this weekly, and I usually do it on Wednesday, but I went today on Thursday because I had an apple in my um, window because you can't eat a half an hour before you get the saliva test. But I go to the airport; it's convenient for me. It's on the way to work. It takes. From the minute I get out of my car till I get back in my car, maybe nine minutes. No one is there, but you download the app. You got to bring your phone in. You spit in the thing. You twist it up. You turn it in. I'll get my results tonight. But that has given me some comfort because on the weekends, I want to be around my mom. I want to be, you know, and even though I was with her today at the dentist and she was double masked and she's been double vaccined, I wore double masks. It's just still the security Thing that mm-hmm. it's really we have this resource and I just encourage people to use it. Yeah, I've gotten tested and it's really no big deal. It's it's simple. I had the nasal a couple times and yeah, well, it you know, wasn't it's, awesome. No, it, was it isn't like, awesome, but it's, it's doable. Yeah. But I just want to encourage people because it is here. It doesn't cost you any money to do. You're paying for it. We're paying for it out of taxpayer dollars and it's something worth it. Because and I think- I, a good friend of mine just found out she was positive. And I haven't been around her or seen her, and we were all hoping to everyone test so we could just have a few of us together. But now you can't, and she's devastated, absolutely devastated, because she feels kind of like, well, what did I do wrong? There's and still a lot of COVID shame. There is so much shame and, in the and game, no one talks which is about wrong. it. And and I would agree. Like if I got it, I would feel so bad. And like. I think everyone's first question, and mine included, where, is where did you get you? it? What did where, you do? What did you like, do? And, and I, I've asked people that, and as soon as I do it, I'm like, oh, I'm such a jerk. It's not my business. Nobody set out doing anything that they right. were like, bring it on. So you maybe, did you eat in a restaurant? Did you, whatever did the you case may be, did you work out at a gym? Right. You it's know, terrible. no one is wanting to get COVID, and right. everyone's doing the best they can. Right. And I just think... I, I felt so bad. I mean, the devastation. You yeah, know, so just people, get people real. use our free resources because it's there. Yes. And it's so and easy. And support your restaurants. If you don't want to eat in them, there's plenty of takeout options. And there's I've been virtual to restaurants classes. and I feel comfortable at them. I mean, because they do the separation and they apply by the rules. You know, the wait staff is really great. Making sure if anyone's walking by hovering or anything, get out of it. You know, you mm-hmm. got to go. So, anywho. All right. We will be back. I don't know if anyone watched it, but we're going to talk about it.